And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. Before we get started here, can you please do me a favor? If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that bell. Please subscribe. Help me to get this out. And if you are listening to another podcast, please make sure that you subscribe as well. Download the episodes, check them out, share them if you can. I can't grow without your help. So today I wanted to talk to you about something that is going on in my life. Super interesting story unwound with my children. You know, I have a nine-year-old and I have a almost one-year-old. He's, well, he's almost, he's 10 months. I don't count that way, but a lot of people do. Um, but my daughter recently was in an after-school program called Girls on the Run. Super interesting situation with this whole deal, and I'm not going to start talking bad about anyone, but I want to talk to you about, I was a teacher before, right? So this is some experience that I come through and I come by. If you ever volunteer to do something, if you're ever a volunteer and you do not have education or training to help redirect behavior or help other students, I think that it's very important to understand that you have to realize that all kids are different. As a teacher, you have to learn how to deal with different personalities and different things like that. Oftentimes, volunteers who are coaches who are running these after-school programs don't understand that every single kid that they have is not going to be like their kid. They're raised by different people. They have different values. They have different situations in their life and things that they're going through. So it's very important to think about that when you are taking kids on as a volunteer. So my daughter's a little bit of a chatty Cathy. That's all there is to it. She doesn't stop talking. She's very intelligent and she likes to make sure that she interjects and helps and do things like that. Now, I don't know the situation because I was not there. However, I was communicated to, or my wife was communicated to through email from the person who actually runs the program, not the volunteer people. At one point, the volunteer people said, hey, you know, Tatum is a little bit of a handful. We don't know what to do with her. We need to get some help and have some support with this situation, okay? My daughter is highly intelligent. She's not on an IEP. She's not on a 501 or whatever. She doesn't have, she doesn't have any problems in school. And when you're sitting in a classroom and you have 30 kids and you're teaching them and you know how to do that as a teacher, as an educator, it's very important that if you have kids that act out a little bit more than normal, you get some help, right? Well, she's never had any problems in the classroom. And that's the disheartening part is that we get an email from the lady saying, hey, we need to do this. I'm going to personally go and check it out and see what's going on throughout the day at the Girls on the Run after school program with your daughter. So she goes and does that and sits in with them. And we hear nothing after that. We had heard from her that it seems to be getting better. Things seem to be better, blah, 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 blah. A month later, we get another email. We have decided that with your daughter, if you would like her to continue being in the Girls on One program, we need you to send someone with her. She needs to have one-on-one -on -one help to complete the tasks that she is supposed to be doing in this program. You can imagine how pissed off I was about this situation. Number one, I understand what you're saying. I get it. She's a handful, right? But as a teacher, as a coach, as anyone who is in charge of other individuals and, and doing an after-school program, doing a teaching program, whatever it is for you, you are in charge with communicating with parents. I hated it. It was the worst thing I had to do as a teacher, communicate to the parent that their kid was a shithead. Okay? It sucked. But it was my job. 
And that's what I was paid to do. And we paid $150 for this program for her to go do this after school activity to be exercising, to be hanging out, to be socializing and things like that, which they did refund. So I have no complaints there because they did refund it. They should have refunded it. That's the fact of the matter is that if they can't teach the kids the things that they said they were going to do, they shouldn't be charging people to do that. The problem that I have is with a lack of communication. And a lack of communication happens in life because people are afraid of confrontation. And I'm telling you this because I'm afraid of confrontation sometimes too. I don't like to confront the situation. However, as an adult, I have to be willing to do that. I have to be the person who is, with any job that I've had as a teacher, as a salesman, as a tire repair person, tire jockey, tire salesman, tire servicer, you have to be willing to communicate with customers. You have to be, and I'm a customer, right? I'm a customer of this program. So my daughter is getting a service and we are a customer. And so it's hard, right? Things go wrong. You don't want to have to be able to communicate. But we've lost the key of communication in this world. And that's the toughest part. We can take our phone and we can text and we can do interaction that way so we don't have to physically see verbal cues or facial expressions and things like that to make decisions based on that type of thing. So like if I'm trying to tell you something about a price on something and I see that your eyes get big and you're like, oh my gosh, like I can see that, then I can change the way that I'm communicating with you and interact that. But when people are afraid to communicate with parents because they're afraid of the reaction that they're going to get, it's a problem. And I feel like adults need to understand that. Kids may have a hard time with confrontation because they're scared or they don't want to have to do with that. That's our job as an adult to to educate them that they need to be able to communicate. But it's hard when to correct a problem as a parent when the teachers are not communicating with you. And this has happened so many times in my life. It's so crazy. And maybe my kid's a problem. I don't care. But I'm the parent because it was always like, you usually call a parent when there's something wrong, right? As a teacher, you don't call them and tell them, hey, their kid's doing a good job. And those are the types of things. And then the parent gets defensive. Oh, well, you don't know this and they don't do that at home and blah, blah, blah. Of course they don't do it at home. Of course they don't. Or they do something at home that they don't do at school. My daughter in the classroom is an awesome student and a great kid and always gets good things. She comes home, she's a little shit sometimes. But the fact of the matter is, is that It's your job to communicate to the parent so that the parent is educated or knows what's going on with their child so that they can either correct the behavior or say, screw you, I'm not doing anything. But if you do not communicate the problem, then there will never be a solution. And that goes with anything in life. That goes with anything in life. You need to be willing to communicate the problems, communicate the solutions, and have an interaction with people so that you can become better in everything that you do. So today, I want you to think about that. How do you communicate with people? How do you make things better? It is their job to communicate with you. It is my job to communicate with you, no matter what I'm doing. If I don't like it or if I'm going to hurt your feelings, sometimes it's easier, some things don't need to be said. But when it comes to children and it comes to something that is important, you need to make sure that you're communicating your feelings with people, 
communicate the situation that's going on and don't let it go so long that you're going to say, hey, we just can't do this. That is your job. And if you're an educator and you do not communicate with parents very well or you say, screw it, I'm not going to do it, you're in the wrong job because every kid is different and parents cannot correct behaviors that they don't know about. And that's the whole complaint. You know, a whole month I went without knowing that my daughter was doing the same things that she was previously doing. And yeah, I could have called and checked in or I could have done, you know, my homework. But if you don't hear anything, then there's nothing to correct. And then all of a sudden, boom, you hear it. That's a problem. So anyway, think about your communication skills. Pick up the phone, call someone. Talk to them in person. Don't be afraid to tell them what's going on. Thank you again for paying attention and hanging out with me. Until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. 